0: Hi there and welcome to the team huddle podcast. This is the show for professionals who want to explore leadership with their team. It doesn't matter what your job title is. Huddles work because people come together, supporting each other, sharing ideas, insights, advice, and then making changes to how things are done. Not just what is done. I'm Colin Moby and along with Tasha Thor Stratton, We created this space for leaders and team members who want to become experts in helping their team become braver at seeing and dealing with the challenges they face. Each of these shows was originally recorded as a live video on LinkedIn, but we've repurposed them so you can get hold of all the good stuff easily as these podcasts. During the shows, you'll hear us chatting, often with other fellow leadership experts, about how to put into practice ideas and actions that actually work and make a difference. We want to see teams come together to develop a deeper team spirit and to get more done in a safer and healthier way. Is all this team stuff worth it? We wanna see the numbers, and there's nothing wrong with measures and KPIs and other ways of looking at results and outcomes. But how do you put a number on how you or your team are feeling? Understanding this sense of connection, a sense of emotional well-being, is not straightforward. We're not robots after all. So how do we know what we're doing is working? Well, it's about feelings and that scares us. But if we wanna get to the benefits, we all know we're on the other side of investing time, energy, and money into us and those around us. We have to lean into these feelings. And if you don't, be aware things just won't stand still. They will slide backwards. So in this episode, we lean into why it's important to understand who you are and who your team are. Let's get going.
1: Morning, how you doing? Yeah, good. The COVID cough is nearly gone. (laughs) <laughs> but with five children in our house, it's inevitable. It, someone's always going to have it.
0: Yes. Yeah. When we had it, we kind of cycled it round. In hindsight, yeah, we should have all just sat in the same room, but you try, yeah. and, you try and do the right thing. But yeah, that just spread it out over four weeks for us. But um, never mind. Um, at least you're feeling better.
1: Yes, exactly. Better. Gonna, it's beautiful and blue and glorious out here today in the UK. So I'm actually, after this, going to take my laptop in the garden and work out there. Because Ooh. why not? It's one of the perks of working from home, isn't it? Got a little bit of shade, put a yeah. cardi on, uh, got it's... a good Wi-Fi connection out there. So and I know it's just going to make me feel so much better just by doing my work outside today. It's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, Let me know whether it is actually as warm as it looks, because <laughs> every day this week, the weather forecast has been glorious and it's been yeah. nice. But I've kind of gone out there and gone, it's not as warm as they said it
1: is. Yeah, it's a bit chilly. i
0: gone and got a sweatshirt.
1: <laughs> yeah it'll definitely be a fluffy blanket as well Colin come on you know me yeah yeah, yeah. fluffy
0: blankets slippers, <laughs> those big th- thick socks um right um we just thought what do we think we were chatting in a minute not we? we just mm-hmm. thought let's just have a quick get together because a couple of things have come up for us this week in terms of conversations around the benefits mm-hmm. of all this team stuff um you know question I get asked quite a lot is can you, can you can you talk me about the benefits I'll get from this investment or I'm not sure we can afford to spend money on this right now and those kind of conversations those kind of points this kind of obsession with numbers in particular and don't get me wrong I fall into that trap I've I've talked about numbers and there's a place for numbers but it's mm. just been coming up a fair bit so I just thought we'd talk about our kind of our views on what the benefits of this mm. stuff are
1: yeah. Um, and this so, yeah. is something, you know, we were talking because I went to an event a couple of weeks ago and there were all these amazing bits of software to calculate, you know, how well people feel at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, apps to get them involved and engaged. And yet yeah, it's all about the numbers, which is great. You know, in a way, it's good to kind of see a beginning and a middle and an end to see. You know, if a wellbeing programme is doing what it needs to do to check the outcomes are, where they need to be and all that kind of stuff. But let's face it, you can't put a number on feeling good, can you? You either do or you don't. And, you know, let's just get really obvious about this. We go to work because we want to feel like we're making the difference that we've got a purpose in actually being there and that we enjoy the time with the people that we spend our time with because we spend a lot of time there regardless of whether or not you're in an office or at home or out and about remote working hybrid or whatever but to feel like you are part of something and actually enjoy the company of other people that's the thing that's really important and I think you know when I did my a little kind of few words about what we were going to be talking about. This is a thing that gets missed because people don't know how to broach it, do they?
0: No, it's kind of a scary word in a professional context. It's much easier to focus on logic, on rational, on numbers, on data. And there is a place for all that, absolutely. But um, we're not, you you use this phrase a lot, we are not robots. We are not there just to compute data. We have feelings. And actually...
1: Sorry. Question that kind
0: of came up um, earlier in the week for me was: when you think back about the best team you've worked with, the best mm. boss you've worked for, the best group of people you've spent significant amount of time with, very rarely do you mention data points you know yeah. well the salary was x or i, lo- I like starting at 8 30 in the morning or i liked the number of holidays i've got some of those things don't come up it's just yeah. they're rarely the primary the first thing that people bring up it's normally oh, i it was you know we had such a laugh yes or you know my word did we did we did we did We just flew through the world when we when we came together it was just amazing how much we all collaborated how much we were yeah. all on the same page It's always feelings led. It's always emotions led. Mm. It's the same with what's the worst job? What's the worst team Mm -hmm. you've ever worked in? What's the worst boss you've ever worked for? Oh, you know, you know, there was, there was no support or it was all pressured or, you know, I just Mm. didn't feel like I belonged. It's all feelings again.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. And we, we kind of, so when our teams are struggling, when there is a, either they're struggling or we're missing potential or something, we kind of, our instinct is to go for the rational, for the logic. Well, if we can do X, then we will get Y. But actually, yep. we're trying to solve what is an emotional problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: can't solve an emotional problem with logic.
1: No, with an app, with, you know, giving somebody a tool. And, you know, we talked about this yesterday, isn't it? We are the tool. We are the thing. This is the thing that's missed. We are the, the actual thing that can make the difference from you having a nice time at work and somebody else having a nice time at work. And it's easy But it's, it's kind of, it's simple, but it's not easy, isn't it? It's like having a connecting conversation. If somebody's been off asking why that was (laughs) without fear of, you know, intruding their personal lives. And if, you know, if you know, if they've been to a doctor asking the question, you know, what happened? What's going on? Having a follow-up, you know, being interested and, you know, being totally engaged and and listening and, and also listening to what they're not saying as well. You are the difference in making that person and your team have a nice time at work and Definitely. you know if you're seeing other behaviors that you're not liking from other members of the team you've got to be the one to stand up and unfortunately it's come down to power doesn't it because you know thinking about it we wouldn't accept some of the stuff that we see at work in our home lives we just wouldn't <laughs> so why should we accept it, accept it at work but obviously is that kind of oh what well, if I say something then somebody's going to think badly of me or I'm not going to get the next promotion or I'm going to be pulled up in front of HR and I'm going to go on a performance review it's all that kind of stuff isn't it so this is why we tend not to this is where our kind of belief system holds us down because maybe in the past we've done that and it's not going so well or maybe we've had a kind of conversation, and it's not been taken in that right way, and we've ended up having to leave our jobs, and you know, been sidelined, and you know, all those kind of other, th- other things that doesn't create a nice team atmosphere. So it's about doing and saying the right thing, isn't it? But remembering that we are what we need. <laughs>
0: I think there's a couple. Of, there's there's loads of stuff there. A couple of things that kind of my brain latched onto was firstly, this kind of, what you're talking about there is, it's almost this belief that, well, if I don't invest in my team at the moment, all that will happen is I won't get the benefits that Mm -hmm. I think I'll get. And actually that's not true. You know, in a binary world, in, in, you know, I've worked in the IT sector for a long time and, you know, kind of on a project Mm -hmm. basis, we've written a benefits case. If we invest X amount of money to deliver this, we will get Y. If we don't do X, we won't get Y. But actually, where people are involved, if you don't do something, Mm. you will still get something. There will still be a consequence, even if you do nothing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And actually, the consequence you get from doing nothing is usually what you don't want. Yeah, It's usually that lack of attention, that lack of encouragement, that lack of caring, that lack of interest. That's where most absence problems come from. That's where most... Um, retention issues are that's what most presenteeism is it starts not doesn't always start with oh my god this is a toxic environment it starts mm. with oh nobody said nobody said well done or nobody seems mm. to care that i've just i've worked a bit extra last that's week. it yes and that starts to erode so when you're not spending time money energy on your team you will still get a consequence but it will yeah. more likely sig- statistically significantly more likely be something you don't know yeah so it's that kind of rewiring the brain to think you're getting an outcome whether you spend money time energy and effort on your team yeah. or not
1: yeah yeah it's really interesting because i was thinking about a job i had uh, and it was only a part-time job not only but it was a part-time job when i had uh, young children and it was a big media company, and I got brought in to do a role working for a children's online magazine. Um, on, online magazine, and um, my boss pulled me up and he's like, "Will you stop going and talking to everybody else?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." So you know, I'm naturally inquisitive, love building friendships and relationships at work, finding out what they do. There were in events and exhibitions, and I really took that to heart. And, you know, funny enough, it was six weeks and I thought, oh, this really isn't right for me. But looking at it now, um, maybe they should have thought, well, oh, actually, Tasha's really good at building relationships. What other roles have we got that involves that face to face communication? Maybe a sponsorship role because she loves this. She's really good at it. She's built, you know, she's great at building rapport. But the, it, it was just, I, I was obviously made to feel bad about it because the role involved me sitting at my desk. You know tapping away at the, on the keyboard and making lots of calls which i knew i hated so i don't even know why i went for the role anyway but it was promised to me that it wasn't going to be like that and you know it was a it was a lose-lose situation you know the recruitment costs down the drain uh, my time and energy gone you know they're kind of like oh god here we go we've got train something up again missed and uh, you know it, it but you know thinking about it from a different perspective you think well you know that person wasn't right for that role doesn't mean they're not right for the company but where else could we put that person? It's that kind of thing, isn't it?
0: Definitely, definitely. You you never know. You know, you know where not taking the time to get to know somebody, to mm. to, to engage with somebody, to connect with somebody that leads. So you know where doing the opposite will lead. We mm. we know which is more useful, which is more beneficial. Doesn't I mean you have to be doing it every minute of every day. Mm. But ultimately, we we know. We, you said it at the beginning. You know, I know you were talking about it for perspective of not accepting certain behavior mm. but we know our best relationships outside of work come mm-hmm. from when we spend time on those relationships
1: yeah if you don't
0: yeah. spend time on those relationships they don't work
1: yeah yeah
0: so you kind of you don't do a benefits case before you decide to get married you don't do a benefits case mm-hmm. before you decide whether to say to ask somebody out on a date you don't do a benefits mm-hmm. case before you have kids, you don't do benefit. You know, before you get a dog, you might do some basic number crunching, but you don't. There is still a heartfelt decision on what you're going to do. And the other thing I want to pick up on and uh, just lean into a bit on what you said um, earlier was, it's simple, but it's not easy. And I, I, a lot of clients, there's a bit of resistance against that. Well, if it's simple, it can't be, can't be effective. It can't be good. you know it must be you know must the solution must have to be complicated for it to work and actually simple is misunderstood particularly in this context as dumbing down Mm -hmm. simple does not mean dumbing down
1: Mm.
0: engaging with people spending time spending energy spending money spending effort on your team is simple but it's not it's not just do these three things and it will work out. It is very contextual. It's very personal. It will depend on the individuals. It will depend on moods. It will depend on days. It will depend on what's going on in so many aspects of life. Mm-hmm. The framework you use can be simple, but actually the engagements, you can't just follow a formula.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's
0: simple in terms of, right, if I, if I just put myself out there, if I'm more open, if I'm more honest, if I encourage that kind of back at me, something will deepen. But actually the nuance within that, mm can be quite interesting and you have to be kind of intentional about it and engaged in it. And that's where, um, the benefit comes from. Mm. It's not just the case of, um,
1: if it's I, limited,
0: methodology, it, I'll get, you know, we will, we will do, you know, the team will be stronger. Yeah. Use a methodology or a framework by all means, but actually the simplicity is is in that framework. Yeah. But the actual value is in the new ones. Yeah.
1: And it's, that you know, it's those really simple things that, are so there it's like the massive great big elephant in the room isn't it that people just don't talk about and then when somebody does talk about it it's like oh yeah I felt like that yeah I wanted to raise that months ago and then you know before you know it it's months of wasted time and energy not talking about the thing that needed to be talked about you know the awkwardness is always going to be there so have the awkward conversation make it brave make it courageous early on find out what the problem is work on it, work through it, you know, yes, it might be painful, yes, it might be uncomfortable, but do that soon and do it often because everybody can feel it, whatever's going on in in your team. Everybody knows it and they're probably very self-aware of what they're doing as well. That's that's the thing, but they just don't know how to shift it because they don't feel that they are able to bring their full selves to that situation and you know and be the one to raise their hands and say, look, I'd like things to be different. How does everybody else feel? That's that's I think for me, this is what I see in organizations. And it's glaringly obvious, isn't it, when we go into places, it's like we can see what's going on, but why aren't people doing it? But it is so freaking easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. What what benefit do you want to see? You know mm. the benefit isn't I want to I just want to see my bottom line improve. The benefit is I want to go home, and when I get home, my partner turns to me and says, how was your day? And I turn around with complete openness going, do you know what? I had a bloody amazing day today. Yeah. That's the benefit right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the benefit. And not just saying it occasionally. Yes. Again and again and again. Yeah, we all have bad days, but yeah. consistency of, you know what, I'm, I'm cracking day today. That's it. Really- oh, I've had a
1: really crap day yes. and my boss said, just take a couple of days off and let's talk about it in a couple of days when you're ready to come back. It's that, isn't it? It's just being listened to. It's just giving, you know, being able to give what that person needs, asking the question and giving them the space to be able to do it. that's that's the simplicity of it, isn't it? So that you don't end up carrying that stress from work back to home or, you know, in your kitchen space, wherever it is, because let's face it, you know, 51%, isn't it, of people who have stress at work is because of their workload and 36 or something, isn't it, is because of their managers. So it's a big chunk of people who are freaking upset and unhappy and things could be so different.
0: Well, what's important about those numbers, I think, is it's not the workload, it's how that workload makes Mm. you feel. There are plenty of people who there are plenty of times when I've coped really well with an incredibly heavy workload. There are plenty of times when I've not, it's how that workload consistently Mm -hmm. makes me feel or how my boss consistently makes me feel. That's an important part of that kind of, those statistics. Um, A quick example I wanted to share. um, I was on a workshop yesterday with a a tech company that was talking about, uh, you know, recruitment is a challenge at the moment. Ironically, it's a, it's a, um, somebody who wants a job, so it's, it's their market. It's not yeah, a an employee's
1: market. It's, yeah. it's,
0: it's, it's a vacancy market. Mm-hmm. Um, and so software companies, particularly with things like um, remote working and hybrid working and all those kind of things are struggling to bring in um, people quick enough um, and, 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 and the right people. And they were talking about their experiences and what they've done to turn that around. and it was they, That's some amazing stuff. Um, but one of the key challenges, a lot of people who were on the workshop we talked about was, um, People are getting snapped up before we've got a chance to what, you know, so they'll come in and then whilst we're going through the process, they'll get snapped up. So the rational logical solution to that was speed up the process. Mm. What kind of um, the company was talking about is don't lose sight of the feeling. They still need to feel Mm -hmm. like they want to work there. You can speed up the process and you absolutely shouldn't keep them hanging on for a long period of time, but you still want to get somebody who wants to work. Yeah. and so you still need to connect with them make them feel like they want that job. Yeah. And then most of the time even if they you haven't got the timeline quite right if they want to work there they'll wait. Yeah. Or they'll they'll question or they'll come to you and say look, I've got another offer on mm. but I really liked you guys. Yeah. What, you know how you know what's going on. Yes. They will be more likely to engage with you. And not because you've short, just because you've shortened the time frame, but because you've really yeah. connected with them. You've shown them that you, they, 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 this is a place that they would fit. that they. Yeah. Would
1: work and it's different for everybody, isn't it? I worked for a company, and everybody went for lunch at the same time, so that everybody could go out with everybody else. Whereas before that, I'd worked for the company that we weren't allowed to go out with another person who we liked. <laughs> that made a bit, a bit of a crap a crap experience and there wasn't a lot to do lately and there weren't many of us but that was really odd and that was a very very different style of leadership that was not you know nothing that I would want to repeat you know because it, it we were supposed to be working as a team and obviously we couldn't because we couldn't find out about each other so we would you know have to go off and have a little chat in the toilets for five minutes and then it's like don't you know you're not allowed to make four cups of tea in a day it's too much and it's like oh, my God, I felt like my soul had been <laughs> dried up from the inside out. Um, they, so, know, fascinating. To...
0: They, they, they're, they're brilliant examples of a logical problem. We want productivity to improve. Yeah. But the reason productivity isn't where you want it to isn't logical. It's emotional. Ooh,
1: yeah. It's yeah. I don't
0: feel like working harder because I, I can't go for lunch with the person yeah. I want to go for lunch with. Or I can't, can't have a bit of downtime and just constantly being – I'm just constantly do, 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 do. And when I do get half an hour to go into myself, I can't do yeah. what I want. You're constraining yeah. what I want. So yeah. the problem is emotional and we're trying to solve it with logic. And yeah. you've got to lean into the fact that we're emotional beings mm. that want to feel good. And the data, the benefits case supports that. You know, the happier you are at work, the more productive you are. You, you know, science mm. shows that. What you can't do is make a, a logical leap to say, okay, Therefore, we will just make people happy. You've got to engage. Okay, what will make you happy? What will make you more likely? To engage in this work, what can we do? What can what can you do? What can I do? What can and it's
1: an early conversation, you you know, even in the recruitment process. And then you know, onboarding is like, okay, so where do you want to be? But yeah, have that conversation. Then that's important. Put it on file. Work on it. But have that conversation regularly. You know, because that person is not going to be the same person in three months and six months and the years down the line, are they? They're going to want different things. They're going to be interested in different things, and they might have learned different things. So you can help them grow. In an area that they're already showing a kind of a light bulb moment for to help them develop but it's not just like a, oh here you go here's everything you like blah 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 and then let them get on with it it's a you know it's a pattern that you agree right at the beginning of that conversation of right okay how often are we going to get together let's work out professionally what your development looks like and personally what your development looks like because you know that's not one size fits all not everybody's going to want to join the gym not everybody's going to want to do a yoga session at lunchtime (laughs) you know people might love a delivery of you know healthy snacks every now and again you don't know until you ask the question do you everybody's different and it doesn't take a lot of time to work out what that is and that personal touch will make all the difference
0: yeah it's amazing how powerful just asking um can be um it's such a simple but it doesn't dumb it down because you've got to listen to what they say you've got to listen and you know consider and discuss and try and understand where that's coming from so yeah it's a such a simple thing to do um okay so can't solve emotion with can't solve logic with emotion um that seems to be the key message here in terms of from a, from a benefits perspective, when you're looking at whether it's worth spending time, money or effort on mm. your team, mm. look at what the problems are, look at where you're wasting the potential. I was listening to a podcast um, earlier in the week on a walk, um, a chap called Joshua Freeman, who, I quite liked how he framed this. So I'm still working through it myself, but I quite like that he kind of challenged the concept of investing in the team. And I'm mm-hmm. using the language: you need to invest, you need to invest. And actually, he was saying, you've already invested. You've hired them. You're paying them a salary. You've got them a desk, piece of kit. You've already invested in them. If you're not continuing to encourage, support, grow, develop that team, then you are wasting the potential of the investment you've already made.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so he was trying to, he's hes trying to reframe it, reframe the language for him. This is not something that's just sat there and is doing the do, mm-hmm. and you don't need to worry about it. It will, con- it will, sometimes it will be, it will, it will be, um, return your investment massively most mm-hmm. of the time, unless you water it, feed it, encourage mm-hmm. it, love it, support mm-hmm. it, care about it, it will actually deteriorate. Yeah. So you've got to, stop wasting the potential of yeah yeah
1: and I think you know lots of people have got some really lovely intentions of doing these things they have the conversation about it but what is the real killer of any kind of joy is not following up and not doing it and not making it priority because you know it's easy isn't it when we're busy at work we're like oh god you know this massive project has just come in I've got to do that and my staff they just gotta wait well, if you've not communicated that in the right way, the staff are going to think, oh, they don't care. So actually this big agreement that, you know, we came up with together that was, you know, my plan, our plan is now been put as number two down the line. So, and this is the thing, isn't it? It's when, you know, these big promises are made, but they're not delivered. It's like, oh, well, that's the massive, your mojo just goes, it walks out the door. because you think, well, why should I bother? And that that that's the starting point where you just rock up at your desk, you do a few emails and you think oh, okay well i can't wait for home time and, and see you later you don't care about me and therefore i'm not going to care about you so you know
0: yeah no spot on and just reinforces that those two messages doesn't it that actually stop waiting you know, it's not about benefits per se it's about stopping wasting the potential of your team mm-hmm. and you can't solve emotion with logic
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so yeah let's lean into those things um, and see where they take us yeah um is there anything else that we've talked about in the last couple of days? Because you know, this was kind of a, oh, that's kind of a hot topic for us. Let's let's talk about it. Is there anything else you can yeah, think I
1: of? Yeah, I think it, it just led on to us having conversations around the sort of jobs we've had and what we remember from those jobs. Um, you know, my mum works in a Toby Carvery. She's a retirement age. Why does she do it? Does she enjoy taking, you know, plates of food from people's tables? No. But you know what? If you go to the one in Southend, she'll be the one dancing around the table with her friends. (laughs) You know, she said to me the other day, I love going to work and it's all about the people. And they actually have, like you said right at the beginning, A really good laugh. And it's a bit embarrassing if you go in there feeling like, oh my God, there's Mum. She's dancing again. And she dances around the shop when I'm just walking around with her. That is in her nature. But that environment allows her to do that. And funny enough, it makes the punters feel amazing. They always ask for her. She gets amazing tips. And, you know, she's got record sales. And when I was thinking about a job that I had years and years ago, I worked with a guy. He was quite young, he's quite entrepreneurial. He ran, um, you know, a, a big division of a media company. And um, he, he wasn't conventional. So every Friday afternoon, we used to down our tools. Three o'clock, I used to buy you know drinks in, loads of snacks. He had a big open plan office. Everybody sat down, had a chat. You know, he led it. Everybody, Each department had their own chance to kind of update everybody else. And it was a social. It turned into a social. It was a Friday night in the West End. Everybody used to do their own thing. And then after that, people were invited back to his to have drinks afterwards because he lived locally. He really wanted people there, he was interested in people. And, you know, I had an odd kind of relationship with him because I I was his PA, and there were times when we used to go to some meetings on motorbikes. It was that kind of meeting, it was that kind of relationship. But it was, you know, yeah, it was blinking hard work. It was very stressful, but because I had that relationship with him, it was just like, we're doing this together. And that, that was the difference, and everybody else in his teams felt like that. And, you know, it's not rocket science. He just came in. He was very, he's an amazing communicator. He spoke in real language. He, you know, he asked people what was going on. He wanted the problems and he was there to go, right, okay, what do you need? Let's sort it out. Let's do it. And he was interested in people's lives. You know, he always found out what was going on in people's lives and followed up with it because he cared.
0: There's the title of your autobiography Cool enough (laughs) to go to work on the back of a motorbike (laughs) Um, or the boss's motorbike. what stands out for me there, particularly that story about your mum, was when, when people matter, all people matter. Mm. This weird focus about, I get the benefits of being, you know, having great customer service or being polite to my customers or being able to understand them or being able to have conversations with my customers and my clients or my stakeholders, but we don't apply that to our own team. Mm-hmm. So all we apply it to our own team, but we don't apply it to customers. If people matter, people matter. And it's amazing how powerful this effect is. Once you start engaging with your team, connecting with your team, that sense of belonging starts to build that trickles out to the way you treat partners vendors stakeholders customers clients yeah. you don't need to do anything separate it's, no, it's, it's built in it's it's there from the inside yeah. out
1: it's how people um, it make you feel and you know it 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 can be a skill because some people unfortunately they've never been told that how they're communicating is making somebody feel a certain way and how can we ever you know we're not mind readers I'm sure there's been times when I've communicated, you know, obviously within the family and at work, wherever, and it hasn't been taken in the right way. But I'm not going to know how that makes somebody else feel unless that other person tells me. You know, you can feel it. You can think, oh, God, that didn't go down well. You know, we can tell from all the signs that are coming in, aren't they? Aren't, can't we? With our body language and our tone and all those kind of things, we can feel it. But to actually be told... Is, is very, very powerful. And yeah, it might be uncomfortable to be said, actually, you know, I, I took what you said as meaning this, A, B and C. Am I right? And actually, the other person might go, yeah, actually, I did feel that, you know, whatever. Or they might say, actually, no, but I'm just having a really tough time at the moment. And it just came out like that, because I'm feeling really snappy. Okay, at least you know where you both stand. It's just getting that clarity, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So we're approaching the half hour mark. Um, can't solve emotion with logic if people matter all people matter Mm -hmm. and you know just when you when you get challenged with the benefits case and appreciate there is always process and procedure to follow think about the emotion think about what's really going on think about Mm -hmm. where the value is and the, the only way to get to the other side of hard of you know how complex how hard these things are is to lean into that emotion to recognize it's scary it's uncomfortable but yeah that's where the value is because that's where the problem is that's yeah. also where the solution is absolutely cool. agree Brilliant.
1: finding joy at work as a right not an added bonus
0: no absolutely <laughs> absolutely let's stop and tagging it on as an yeah. add-in, and let's make it a fundamental right love
1: yeah. it. it
0: have a great day see, guys enjoy the sunshine and we'll do see you all later bye, bye. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and that from today's conversation, you heard how important it is for you and your team to have more conversations and understand each other more. Please head over to LinkedIn to join Tasha and I in more conversations like this and head over to colinmoby.com forward slash sprint to spirit. That's the word sprint, the number two in the word spirit, where you can join a community of professionals who want to help their teams develop a team spirit you can all benefit from and that
1: really matters. Speak soon.